Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 353 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and how she beat cancer. Ah, this is going to be a very rich episode. Before we begin, know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to SmartyPantsVitamins.com. And here's your reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I love hearing from you and reviewing all of your feedback. So I'll be reminding you again a little bit later on, but just keep that in mind. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. One of the neatest things about social media are the really cool people you meet on it. And in this case, I'm talking about my Twitter feed. I have almost 22,000 followers and amazing people. And I stumbled upon one and absolutely had to bring her on to the show. Her name is Jackie Hunt Brosma. And I'm probably doing something horrible with that last part of the name, Brosma. It's absolutely (laughs) beautiful. (laughs) I know. I'm just playing with you here a little bit. So Jackie is one of the most accomplished amputee ultra marathoners in the world. An endurance coach, mom, and cancer survivor. Oh my gosh, Athlete of the Year, Strong Fitness Magazine, Women to Watch in 2021. And I'm going to have her tell her journey because this is a a fairly amazing story. And um, she's built up this amazing portfolio of firsts for female amputees in trail and ultra running. Most of us can't even run around the block. Can you imagine? And holds um, world records as well. And really, at the end of the day, Jackie is proving the naysayers wrong and building a path, and quite frankly, a path of hope for other amputee runners. Her favorite running distance uh, quite frankly, is longer than I drive in my car, but we're not going to go there. So her favorite <laughs> running distance is 50 miles. She thinks that's fun. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know. Just keep sipping your tea. So um, Jackie is has also set a new world record for the first amputee to run 100 miles on a treadmill, and she ran it under 24 hours. Oh, and it just goes on and on. Jackie, welcome to the Herb Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. All right. First of all, tell everyone where you're from. Oh, my goodness. That's, that, that's super complicated. Um, I currently live in Arizona. Um, we moved here from North Carolina, but before that, we lived in the UK. Um, we moved from the UK to the US, and I was born and raised in South Africa. 
So I've kind of traveled a lot and lived all over the place. Um, yeah, so my my accent's a little bit of a mixture of a little bit of everything. I absolutely could listen to you all day long. It's such a beautiful accent. Oh, thank so, you. Jackie, let's just cut to it. What okay. happened and how did this whole story start with the cancer and the rest of it? Um, it's, oh yeah, it's a long story. I have to kind of go back quite a few years. Um, I mean, I, I lost my leg because of cancer. Um, and it was, it was a weird way they found it. I had a really painful section on my, my leg, which was a previous surgery I had. And I kept going back to the doctor saying, it really hurts. And he kept saying, it was just scar tissue, nothing to worry about. It will eventually go away, it will go away. And the one night I went to bed, the next morning I woke up and the scar I had on my leg had turned into, it literally had popped out and it was the size of a golf ball. Um, and I was like, okay, that's not scar tissue anymore and that doesn't look normal. Um, so obviously I went back to the doctor um, and he, I think, panicked a little bit when he had seen it, um, immediately sent me in for um, a biopsy. And they told me when I went in for the, the biopsy is they would ring me within, if they ring within four days, I'll get a call from the doctor to say what the results would be. Um, and at that time, I hadn't even thought that it could be cancer. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, I don't know what it is, but I don't, I, cancer was the last thing on my mind. And But they said that if they've called me within two days, the news won't be good. I'm like, oh, great. So I'm going to hope that they ring me in four days instead of the two days. Of course, one. And so, of course, you kind of go through all this in your head and you're kind of thinking, OK, one day's passed. They haven't rung yet. So the news is good. Day two, of course, my phone rings. And they tell me, you need to come into the hospital um, for your results, but um, you need to bring someone with you, which obviously is never a good thing if they tell you you need to actually bring someone with you. And so I arrived and then they broke the news that I had cancer and I had earring sarcoma, which is kind of, which is a very rare type of bone cancer. Um, and the only so that from that they were like well now you need to kind of go see a specialist um and within two days i was booked to see the specialist went to see the specialist um and he immediately i walked in and obviously thinking i'm going to be going through chemo i'm going to be um having all these treatments and just to get rid probably surgery to get rid of the lump and he breaks the news and says well the only option because of where it's located your only option is amputation. So I'm like, wait. So in in a matter of like five days, I went from having di being diagnosed with cancer to then being diagnosed with cancer and being told I'm going to lose my leg. Um, and it just felt like some bizarre. It was some bizarre whirlwind I was in, and I was like, this is not reality, and I'm going to wake up any minute from this this nightmare. Um, and and he and then they moved really quickly and from there within um, I was scheduled the following week for surgery, um, so it just everything just happened so quickly I didn't have much time to think and then of course when you're scheduled just before your surgery you have to go through all these scans to see if the cancer had spread, and thank goodness the cancer hadn't spread and with with um, why with sarcoma why you need to act so quickly is when it spreads it spreads straight to your lungs. 
um, and that that that's one of the 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 big issues with it. Um, so the, the normally the outcome for this type of cancer isn't very good. Um, so it's kind of you have to have all that in your mind, and it's like, yeah, this is the best option, and that's kind of how I ended up with having my leg amputated. Um, and yeah, and here we are today. Now this was from the knee on down. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. So, so this is knee. what so we call. So luckily, I still have my knee below. So we we would call it a exactly. below knee amputee. Yeah. Exactly. And let me ask you a question. Um, first of all, how old were you at the time? Um, I was in my twenties. Um, so yeah. Okay. Were you an athlete at that time? No, I was not. <laughs> I mean, I was, I mean, I was doing, I, I mean, I go biking and stuff, but I definitely wasn't an athlete as such. Um, I mean, I lived pretty normal, healthy, I guess, and we traveled a lot All right. um, and stuff, but athletics, nah, I mean, I was, I was not even a runner. I mean, um, even at school, I was the kind of kid that would hide or make up excuses so I wouldn't have to go out and do track day um, because I hated running so much. And I thought people that ran were crazy. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. So so let's just figure out. Here you are. You're in your 20s. You've just lost your leg. And um, how how what was the journey to becoming an athlete? Um, at your level right now. I mean, that is just an extraordinary leap from non-athlete, you lose, you know, uh, your leg, and then boom, we're, we're a runner and a world-class runner. Yeah. How's that work? I mean, it, it, it's, it's my, my journey to becoming a runner is, is, is a weird one because I actually, I only started taking, I took up running like five and a half years ago. Um, and in the time before that, I kind of, I just lived a normal, like I just, it, it's, it's the weirdest thing when something like this happens, you can either go into, which a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of amputees do, you can go into deep depression or you can just ignore it like I did. And I just kind of just went on with life. I was like, I was determined just to be normal. I wanted to do everything that everyone else did. And, um, I was kind of stubborn and I just kind of just got on with life. And my husband, my husband's a runner and an ultra runner, and we were going to a lot of these races and watching him. And I was intrigued by these people that were like crossing the finish line. And I'm like, my first thought was, why would you do this? Because you look like you're busy dying. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, it just looks so tiring. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't understand it. But then I was intrigued because everyone just kept speaking about running and and the, the bizarre thing is once you become an amputee it's not something it's it's actually I hadn't I didn't realize I had taken it for granted because it's not I can't just put on a pair of shoes and I'm out the door when I go running um you have to have equipment to be able to go running as an amputee so I'm like suddenly I realized something I had taken for granted when I had two legs had suddenly been taken away and it and it really bugged me because I'm like well, they're doing it. I want to be able to do it. Why can't I do it? And this, and and you kind of go through it. It's like this is not fair. I want to be able to do it, and that's kind of how I got onto the whole running thing. And I kind of researched running blades. Um, I mean, I tried to run in my walking in my walking prosthetic, but it's really heavy and it's just not designed for running. Um, 
and I always use the example, it's kind of like if you put um, some bricks in your running shoes and you try and go running with that, it's kind of that same same feeling. It just weighs you down and it's really uncomfortable. Um, and then I kind of researched prosthetics and running blades and we went down the route of deciding that I want to give running a go. But it, running, I mean, running prosthetics aren't cheap. I mean, my first one was $10,000. Whoa, um, so whoa. it's not something you, Yikes. yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's not something you kind of say like I'm going to buy a pair of shoes and if I don't like it I'm going to stop. So I'm like okay, I'm going to have to really like the sport. <laughs> but it's 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 I'm so glad I I took the risk um because it's it kind of gave me this whole sense of freedom like the first time I put my running blade on it was just like oh my goodness I'm doing something I didn't think I'd be able to do as an amputee it it just it just felt amazing and luckily I fell in love with the sport and since then I've just kind of been pushing boundaries because yeah I'm I'm stubborn and I don't like being told no so I just kind of keep pushing and pushing and pushing the limit. Well, who who was it who told you no? Oh, there's been there. There were so many people that that just they just said uh, it, it's like the whole thing of it's too difficult to run as amputee. Um, I mean, I've had when I started trail running, I was actually told by some of the um, some of the doctors that I shouldn't be um, running trails because I might fall, and amputees don't run trails because it's too dangerous. Um, and I mean, and, and there's, a, there's a whole big belief, like, and I was even told that like insurances won't cover my prosthetic, my running blades, because they believe that, well, amputees don't need to be active. Why would you want to be an active? You're an amputee. You don't need to do that. Um, and that kind of, I think that kind of built up a bit of a fire inside me. And I'm like, no, I will prove you wrong because we belong. We can do this. We can, there, there's more of people like me that want to kind of get out there and be active and healthy and live a full life. Why not? I love it. You absolutely <laughs> crush it. I'm just thinking, you, oh, know, thank you why don't we have more people like you? You have to absolutely see what she looks like, everyone out there in the Her Podcast land. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's, um, you know, a nice uh, athletic runner and uh, the pictures I've seen of you um, are you know you're overlooking a beautiful valley you're on a trail you're out in nature you're always out in nature um, and oh I am that's my favorite uh, place <laughs> it's beautiful I mean it's incredibly inspiring and you know um it takes me back to an einstein quote which was in the midst of difficulty lies opportunity and and you certainly oh i love that oh yeah you're the poster child for that one i mean what were your biggest challenges you know here we are all sitting here feeling kind of little funkadelic right well first of all i mean i'm a i'm a triathlete so i'm an athlete and i kind of get that whole thing and I love it. It's kept me sane throughout all my training years as a physician and as scientist, and it certainly keeps me sane today. Um, but you know, for people out there who are saying, "Oh, you know, uh, I, I I'm having problems getting motivated to just get out of a chair and you know walk around the flipping block," and here you are, an amputee, saying, "Well, wait a minute," you know, I mean. 
I want to be able to do everything and in facing the kind of challenge you have. So, you know, for all all of my wonderful listeners in the Herb Podcast land, you know, you sit back and go, well, wait a minute, you know, all I, I have two legs and I have everything else, but I'm not doing anything. And so, you know, there, you know, it's an interesting mental place. Talk to me about that. It it is. It, it it's a weird it's a weird mental place because you do take it for granted because you do you never think it's going to happen to you because you like it always happens to someone else. And so when you're in that position, you're like, oh, okay. I wish I could take my time back and and live in the moment and enjoy what I have, enjoy my two legs. Because I know mean, it sounds really bizarre, but enjoy your two legs. Enjoy just the basics, getting out of bed in the morning to walk to the kitchen. I'm having to get out and put on a prosthetic leg. It's not something, it's like simple things like that you take for granted. And it's like when that's taken away, it kind of eats at you and it, and it, and for me, it was, it was, I mean, it's not suddenly there was a switch on and I went from, um, no, um, having two legs to an amputee and suddenly doing all these races and, and kind of living life. I mean, it's, it's been a journey and it's a journey I had to find myself. I had to accept. There was a big um, part of my journey where I had to accept that I was an amputee and that I looked different. And I'm so grateful for running because running has definitely given me the confidence to be who I am and accept who I am and, and appreciate what our bodies can actually achieve because what I put my body through, it just keeps going and keeps going. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I've just done that or well, I've done that. Um, and it's just, to me, it's just been an, an amazing journey. But I always feel bad because when I speak to people and they're like, oh, but you make me feel guilty. I'm like... I was there. It it is, and it is something so easily taken for granted. Um, and but once you once you're once you've lost it, you kind of realize what you had. And I guess that's just life. Um, life is always about teaching you lessons. And and I don't like to look back. I'm like, you know what? That was part of my journey. That was the person I was. I'm here now, and I'm just moving forward. And hopefully, with me being so open about my journey, I'm inspiring others to not just sit on their butt and get out there and do things and just enjoy and little steps and just kind of just move and appreciate what you have. Well, and I love all of that. I mean, it's just, again, you also sound extremely inspiring and um, you've got like that passion behind it. What was the hardest thing for you in this journey you know when was it really kind of almost dark it's like oh my god you know it it it, yeah it was it was it was kind of early on in the journey because i think for me it was a very much i was in denial i refused to believe i was an amputee i was like it was the weirdest thing i wouldn't look at myself in a mirror i just like i'm not an amputee i would in the mornings put on my prosthetic and quickly put on a pair of pants so I didn't have to see my leg. I wouldn't look at, I just wouldn't look at it. I just want, didn't want to accept. And it's kind of, and I just kind of carried on. I was like ignoring it. And, and, and eventually it caught up with me. Eventually I was like, you kind of get to that point where you hit a, a wall and you're like, okay, I have to accept this now. And that to me was like, a, it was a turning point, but it was a very dark point too. And I had to, it took me quite a while to kind of get out of that and kind of just accept. And I know there's a lot of 
amputees I've spoken to who kind of go through that dark stage where you just, because it's hard, because when you're out, people are staring, people are talking about you, and it's hard because you look different, and you suddenly suddenly you were not conscious about your body and things and suddenly there's part missing it's it's the strangest feeling it's and to me that was definitely part of the the hardest part was kind of accepting and getting myself and kind of moving on with my life and accepting who I was and just kind of making a better life for me and and a lot of times my kids ask but mommy would you want your legs back or would you want your leg back and I'm like no, it's actually made me who, and it sounds the weirdest thing. I'm glad, I'm really grateful for the journey because it's made me who I am today. Um, and I wouldn't be doing all these things if I hadn't lost my leg, if that sounds weird. And please don't anyone go and have your leg amputated. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, I, I hear um, you. And- I, I hear you loud and clear. Um, and, you know, this whole issue of actually accepting this extraordinary change in your life, I'm sure that took a very long time um, to to do. Um, and then, but not just accepting it, but then literally, as it were, running with it. Um, and, and that yes. is, yes. you know, there there's yes. one thing to accept it and then to kind of continue with your life. What were you doing professionally at the time when all of this came down and and is there any I, change i was um working in pharmaceutical marketing at the time um and i was super busy traveling all the time um so i guess i kind of just threw myself back into my work um and just just got on with it really and just didn't have time to think about what what had happened because i just I just kind of just was like a steam train and just kind of just kept going and going and going. Um, and yeah, but now, now I, now I've taken, I mean, it's kind of, it's weird cause now I do a lot of running and I've got kids and you, you, you look in life in a different perspective because not only I, I survived cancer and it's like, it kind of, it, it opens your eyes to live in the moment, enjoy every minute. Um, it, it's kind of a cliche and everyone says that when you've had cancer and stuff, but it, it's really true because you get a second chance and yeah, it's mine. Mine just looks different. Um, and yeah, here we are. And I mean, and I just have to kind of get onto the point, like even like starting to run. I mean, running was frustrating um, when I started running as an amputee because it, it isn't as simple because a lot of people are like, yeah, but you make it look so easy. I'm like, yeah, I do. But there, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that no one knows that's going on. Um, I mean, it's like in the beginning, I had to learn to run on my blade because my brain wouldn't, my brain struggled to kind of trust this blade that I had strapped to my leg because suddenly you're having to put all your weight on it and kind of move forward and you kind of thinking, okay, I'm not sure there's anything there. Am I going to fall flat on my face? And it's just like, it's all, it's all this process that you have to go through, which, which is so frustrating because you're like, not that long ago, I had two legs and I could do everything. And now I'm stuck here and I'm trying to do my best and I'm trying to move forward, but it's really hard because I feel like I'm moving backwards the whole time because I can't, I'm having to trust. I have to learn to run. Um, so it's, it's been an interesting process and it's 
it's one I'm really grateful for because I just feel like it's made me a stronger person. It's definitely made me more resilient um, and just, yeah, I'm just grateful for being here. Yeah, there's that word gratitude. And, you know, I think that one of the biggest life lessons we could draw from this is the fact that so many people take everything about us for granted. You know, we take for granted oh, we're even gonna true. wake up tomorrow morning. You know, I always say, you know, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> the minute I open up my eyes, I'm like, wow, I'm still here. You know, there's that there's that <laughs> little word still. It yeah, is. it's like I'm still here. Well, we're gonna start with that. And then um I'm still here. And you know, uh, most of me works pretty well. Um, so we're gonna just get on out there and rock and roll in a big way. What was it like for you to start to, I mean, you weren't a runner prior to this. So what was it like to learn how to run as an amputee? It's, it's bizarre because I hadn't, I, I didn't, I kind of, I, you kind of just get on with it. And it's, and a lot of people are like, yeah, but can you do a comparison between running with two legs and running with a blade? I'm like, no, because I don't know any different. So I don't know if that, in a sense, made it a little easier because I didn't have to, I wasn't comparing it to how I used to run. I had nothing to compare it to. So I was just doing the best I could. And I was just literally running by feel. And it was a slow process. I mean, I obviously, well, a slow process as, I guess I can say, because I did move up quite quickly in the distances. Um, but it's just, I just took it step by step and just kind of felt my way around and kind of just learned as I went along, really. Um, yeah, and here we are. <laughs> Very good. You know, I mean, most people, I mean, I'm thinking about when I first started to run, you know, it wasn't pretty. I'm just going to say, um, I'm I'm built more it's not for-, pretty for me now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, people say, wow, and she runs like a gazelle. That's not me. Um, it's more like, oh, my goodness gracious. Um, that's because I really have no business running. I'm more of a sprinter uh, where I do okay. extremely well. But um, I could fake it, though, and I fake it beautifully for the triathlon. Um, so that that actually works well. But, you know, I think back to my early days when I first started running, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. My question is, um, do you, as an amputee, when you begin to run, do you follow the same rules as someone who has both their legs? I mean, is there, are there differences in how you learn how to run and how you train? Um, I guess I have to pay more attention to recovery when running. Um, I have to be more in tune with my body because like my stump, my stump gets really beaten up. So it's, it's like I have good days and I have bad days and it's accepting those bad days where you kind of have to know. And I guess it's, it's kind of similar to if you have two legs and you just know your body's just not happy today and you have to kind of cut back. For me, it's, it takes it to where I've had to learn the hard lessons where I've gone out and my stump is just not happy and I know there is something up with it and I didn't listen and I pushed through because I'm stubborn then it's knocked me for a week and a half um so it's kind of I just I just have to be really on top of it all the time I have to make sure I'm recovering I'm having to make sure I'm maintaining my stump and kind of just be a little bit more 
in tune with my body and just making sure I'm not overdoing it, which is hard because I can have, and it's hard with, with your training. So I have to be super flexible, which in the beginning drove me crazy because I can be running and be out there crushing my training plan. And the next week, I just can't walk on my stump and like my stump is just too painful and I have no idea why. And I'm like, yeah, but I felt good until the Sunday, the Monday I woke up and my stump is either too swollen to fit into my, my blade or there's just all these, these factors you kind of have to think, think through. And it's like, you have to work with it and just take. And so I've learned that with my running, I just take it every day as it comes and good days. I run hard. I run far because I know, the next day I might not be able to run, run. So I just kind of just keep that momentum going as much as I can. And just, yeah, I've just learned to be super flexible and not beat myself up if I can't go out for a run. Cause I'm like, well, that, that is it. And luckily I can do cross training. I can go for a swim. I can do other things to keep my, my, my fitness level up. So, so here's another question. I, I would assume, you know, like some people would say, all right, you become an amputee, you finally wrapped your head around it, and now you're going to be doing this running, um, which is is really a gateway to a brand new life. Um, and if anything, I would see it, correct me if I'm wrong, as a celebration of life. It's like, heck, if I got a second chance here, as it were, uh -huh. then I'm really gonna, as it were, run with it. I'm, these metaphors are starting to kill me. <laughs> um, so, um, so you're gonna run with it. And I kind of understand why you went to ultra running because of your husband already being an ultra runner and you had a lot of exposure to that. Uh -huh. So, uh, Tell us about the ultra running world as it relates to um, amputees, um, because this is a different world for the grand majority of people. Most people are just sort of happy to show up for a 5K and not, you know, yeah, fall on their yeah. face. But um, what what is the ultra running world like for a woman amputee? It's an interesting world because there aren't many of us out there. So it's kind of, you're always unique and, and there isn't much information out there about amputee ultra runners and especially female athletes. Um, so it's kind of, I've had to learn as I've gone along and it's, um, and it's fun because it's great to kind of be out there amongst all, cause I love the ultra, ultra running community. The ultra running community is, um, it's just a great community. Everyone, everyone welcomes everyone. Um, even people like me. And it's just, you, you kind of just show up and you do the best and everyone's out there to kind of fight their own battles. Um, it's not so much as your pace that matters or who wins the race. It's just the, you kind of all struggle together, if you know what I mean. Cause you're going at, you're going at a long distance and you're going to, there's a point where everyone's going to struggle. Um, and it's, and it's fun. I'd love to see more female as female amputee athletes out there, um, like me. Um, but I'm kind of, I keep at it because I want to show everyone what we can achieve and what we can do. Um, and it's, and it's super exciting. It's super exciting to see. And it's, and it's great to see everyone's reaction. They're like, 
Okay, well, she's doing it. I I can keep going, and I kind of I think I've spurred on quite a few ultra runners out there that they kept pushing through and they finished because they saw me out there struggling and getting to the finish line, so they didn't have an excuse. <laughs> so it's 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 good. I know it's like you know <laughs> don't 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 be slacking off yeah. here. Um, you know, in a big way. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I it takes me back to uh, when I was running. Uh, marathons on a more uh, routine basis. I thank heavens I got that out of my system. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, just give me a triathlon any day. But um, and I remember running and running and running, and I was starting, you know, to complain to myself. You know, I was in the second half of the marathon. I was like, oh, this is starting to hurt. Uh, and then I come up to um, some wheelchair. Uh, yeah, you know, athletes. competitors, yeah. and and then you watch them doing their thing in such an extraordinary way, and and then all of a sudden, all my complaints go flying <laughs> away, and I'm like, shut up and just run and be grateful. What what the heck is wrong yeah. with you? So you know, I think that that's what happens with a lot of people. They become inspired and. Um, and and yeah. that type of thing, you know, the Paralympics and everything do this all the time, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to say yeah. the least. So, you know, as we're bringing this to a close, tell me what your future looks like. What what else do you want to do? You've broken world records here. Um, uh -huh. I mean, you've done pretty amazing things. You've covered races that are 120 miles long. Um, you know, the, the, the brutal trans Rockies mountain stage uh -huh. race that you yeah. uh, did, you were the first amputee, let alone woman amputee to take it on. Um, uh, just absolutely amazing. So what, what do you want to do now with all of this? Oh man, there's, well, racing wise, um, I'm going to, I, I'm, what well, I, I attempted it last year was Moab 240, which is a 240 mile race in Utah. Um, unfortunately I didn't make one of the cutoffs. Um, so I had to leave the race, which I was gutted with. So I'm taking it on this year. So that's kind of my goal for this year. I have to cross the finish line. So I'm going to put absolutely everything I can into training for this race. Um, because it's pretty brutal. It's pretty, um, it's, the trail is pretty tricky to be running and especially then throwing in a prosthetic. Um, so that's kind of the goal for this year. I just kind of want to try and just make sure I kind of get to the finish line, um, and do that. And then I'm, I'm going to be writing a book. So I'm, I'm, I'm busy kind of starting that because I'm hoping that it would kind of tell a bit more of my story and, hopefully inspire others to kind of push boundaries and and yeah just not make excuses and kind of get out there <laughs> oh i'm so excited about the book as someone who's written quite a few of them i'm loving this so when can we expect roughly um to see the book um, it's going to probably be 2023. So it's kind of this whole year kind of work out all the different projects I'm working in. I want to kind of be incorporated and stuff. So, yeah, so hopefully fingers crossed, I kind of pull it off. So that will be exciting. Very good. And you've been in runner's world magazine. I have. Yes. <laughs> okay. And, um, I saw the piece. It's absolutely beautiful. And, um, are you speaking? Are you out there 
working with groups? I do. I work with a few amputee groups. Um, I work with, um, I've worked with a few groups for prosthetic research, which has been absolutely amazing. Um, and then I do, I do a lot of talks. I've done a few talk, uh, a lot of like at universities, um, talking to the students and yeah, it's, it's, it's great fun to kind of tell my story um, and just be out there. Excellent. So in other words, we're going to be hearing a lot more of you. Is that right? Probably, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I ab- I'm trying to be a little bit humble about it. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll be out there. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to be humble. I'm just going to throw it out there for you. I'm telling you, you should just Thank absolutely, you, you know, uh, scream it from the top mountains um and and just basically say hey listen you know i've lived through an extraordinary journey in my life and i think that i can help inspire and motivate you to have your own extraordinary journey and and to basically say yeah there's not only just hope there's reality to the fact that you could go out there and just absolutely live your dreams is is that kind of where you're going jackie exactly exactly yes okay spot on (laughs) well wonderful and so i want everyone out there to know um that jackie's website is n as in nancy c as in cat runner nc runner jackie and jackie is j-a-c-k-y Dot com. So that's ncrunnerjackie.com. Read more about her exploits and her runs and her words of wisdom and also upcoming events uh, and just become inspired. Uh, so that if you're just sitting there going, well, you know, you're waiting for lightning to strike before you actually get out of the damn couch and, and get up and assume the vertical and start moving. I don't care if it's running or walking or hiking or mountaineering. Just or, get out. Just get out. Yeah, man. Um, and you and I are both the same. And that is where nature-aholics cannot get uh-huh. enough nature if we try. And so... You know, and, and I encourage everyone out there to do precisely the same. Again, you don't have to be an ultra runner. No reason for that. Um, if no, you want, no, no. <laughs> if you want to, that's nice um, in its own special way. However, um, come on now. Um, be inspired by these beautiful words uh, from Jackie Hunt Brorsma. Um, because she is an inspiration. One last word from you to everyone in our audience. A little, a little word of wisdom. Um, I would, I would just what I live by is live for now. Um, enjoy every minute um, of your life because don't take it for granted because you just never know what tomorrow is going to bring. Um, so, book that vacation, book that holiday, go on that trip go explore the mountains like don't wait just live your life for now i love it and that basically speaks to mindfulness and it speaks to paying attention to staying in the present jackie thank you so much for being on the her podcast we just loved every moment of it and everyone out there please 
take a minute now, hit iTunes and rate and review the show because I'm waiting to hear from you because I'm Dr. Pam Peak, host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peak or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peak MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Herb Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, and all of the usual platforms. Hey, listen, thanks for listening today. Stay safe and stay well.